0: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit cleanse my heart and my lips almighty god that i may proclaim your gospel worthily the lord be with you a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew when jesus saw the crowds he felt sorry for them because they were harassed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest is rich but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. He summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits, with power to cast them out and to cure all kinds of diseases and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles First Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Taddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who was to betray him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them as follows. Do not turn your steps to pagan territory, and do not enter any Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Kill the sick, Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. You receive without charge, give without charge. The Gospel of the Lord. The Evangelist points, paints this poignant picture of the Lord and how his shepherd's heart is moved with pity when he sees the crowds because they were harassed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Our Lord is describing the condition of man apart from God. He is like sheep without a shepherd. The Jewish people of that day did indeed have some kind of spiritual guides and shepherds, namely the scribes, priests, Levites, and Pharisees. Yet for the most part, they were worthless. Then our Lord uses another imagery. He moves from a pastoral to an agrarian metaphor. The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. Both imageries evoke two different but not unrelated pictures, a neglected flock of sheep and a harvest going to waste for lack of reapers, both imply not only a pitiful plight of the people, but a blameworthy neglect of duty on the part of their religious guides. So what is the solution? What can we do in such a dark situation where the problem seems so much larger than any solution we can muster? It is common for many to feel helpless and powerless and merely resign themselves to the dire situation which is beyond their control. Rather than what most people would do, which is to just feel sorry about the other's predicament, our Lord goes beyond mere sentiments and good intentions. He prays and he acts. Prayer must always come first instead of being a last resort. We often buy into the lie that prayer is a backup plan, where all our resources are exhausted and plans fail. But prayer should always be the first thing we must do in any situation, since the harvest belongs to the Lord of the Harvest. We are commanded to pray that He would send workers to reap His harvest. The English translation "send" does not do justice to the original Greek word. The Greek is much more possible. It is that he would push them forward, compel them and thrust them out. It is the same word which is used for the expulsion of a devil from a man possessed. It takes great power to drive a devil out. It would need equal power from God to drive a Christian out from his comfort zone to do his mission. Prayer is never a replacement for action. It does not push the buck to God so as to exonerate one from taking responsibility. Our Lord acts and answers the very prayer which He tells His disciples to do. He tells His disciples to ask the Lord of the harvest to send more laborers, and He as the Lord of the harvest now sends them out. The scene of our Lord calling the twelve and sending them out with authority recalls the scene in the first reading where God calls Moses to ascend Mount Sinai to receive the law from God. But instead of Moses, we have here someone greater than Moses. In fact, this is the word that leapt down from the heavens. This is the one whom Moses encountered in the clouds that covered the mountain top, and from his hands Moses received the Ten Commandments. Here is the one who is the author of that law. In the case of Moses, the rest of Israel had to remain at the foot of the mountain. And only Moses was given safe passage. But now, in the scene in the Gospel, our Lord summons the twelve to come to him. They will be the foundation of the new Israel, an Israel that will not be kept at a distance but the new Israel who will have God in their midst. The new Israel is a church, a kingdom of priests, a consecrated nation. The Greek word for church is ecclesia, which comes from the Greek verb ekkaleo, which means to summon, to call out. And so we see here our Lord summoning the twelve, and they come to Him. It is a reminder that to be a member of the church is a vocation. God takes the initiative by calling us. We merely respond. The church is not man-made. It is God-initiated. If it was man-made, it would not be worth our time and effort. The mission of the Twelve and that of the Church is twofold. First, they are called to be with the Lord, to be His companions. That is essential. What they are to be and what they are to do would ultimately be defined by their relationship with Christ. Without Christ, they are nothing. They were to be with their Lord, not only in the top periods, but also during the worst of times in who was abandoned, mocked, rejected, and crucified. Ultimately, they were to be with him after the resurrection as the eyewitnesses of the risen Lord who had defeated death. The testimony of these apostolic witnesses was necessary to confirm that the church which is built on apostolic foundation is not just a human organization, but a mystical body of Christ. The second part of the mission is to preach the good news, which includes the liberating power of the gospel to set mankind free from evil. The church is essentially missionary. She exists to preach the gospel in both word and deed. When a church ceases to preach the word and substitute it with some social justice, advocacy, and work, she ceases to be the church. When this happens... She is no different from any other NGO. She will be doing good work, no doubt about it, but it will be the work of men, for men, not a work of God, opus Dei, for the salvation of souls. Were these men called to lay the foundations of the church exceptional by any standard? Hardly. Our Lord called men, not angels. They came from different backgrounds, with different personalities and yet they were all chosen to serve the Lord in a unique and special way. For the most part, these men were average, ordinary men. In fact, their resumes would not have landed them lucrative or influential positions among society. Many of them proved to be failures, and even one was responsible for betraying our Lord, and another denied him at his hour of need. As someone once said, the Lord doesn't call the equipped or those of abilities, he equips the call and seeks availability. And so as we are often disappointed and sometimes even scandalized by the conduct of the members and leaders of the church, we must remember that the church, the beautiful bride of Christ, his mystical body is also a church made up of sinful and imperfect members. But knowing that should not deter us from running into our arms and seek her loving care. For to turn our backs on the church would mean to turn our backs on Christ, who called us to be his faithful companions, to carry on the mission of preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth. And the church continues to do this because she is not man-made, but divinely instituted. So when we witness bad shepherds who neglect their duty and abuse their flock, what shall we do? Harbour resentment? Trash the church? Or turn our backs on the bride of Christ? The answer can be found in listening to our Lord and imitating what he did. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more laborers and then listen to his call, to his command, to go. And as you go, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. You receive without charge.